Welcome to the Morning Skate episode 272. Your host, Ken, here, joined by my co-host, Brownie. Brownie, what's going on, buddy? Nothing. It's been a minute. We haven't done a podcast in a while. Uh, hope you're doing well. Hope everybody out there is doing well. Good to be back. We got a Every- huge doc, a lot of stuff to talk about. Hell yeah, dude. Everybody's been crushing it with the interviews, so shout out to everybody who's been doing yep. interviews. I appreciate that. Vlog's very good. Very, very good, dude. Yep. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I've been kind of out of it, man. Uh, my, my big boy job is just fucking killing me right now, where it's like when I get done with work, the last thing I want to do is look at a computer. So I'm hoping once holidays is done, I'll, I'll be back. But I, I'm still tuning in and watching hockey. Just my content kid hasn't been content kid, and I apologize. Counting tomorrow, I think I've worked like 17 straight days. Mm-hmm. It's I got to get all this stuff done before the holidays. Everybody wants everything done before the holidays. That's you what know? I'm saying. And nobody says no. It's always yes. So and going to bed at like, what did I tell you the other night? I went to bed at like 830 or something. <laughs> yeah. Fucking early. You're like, hey, I don't I can't do the pod tonight. I'm like, okay. It was like, dude, it was like, yeah, it was like 830. It's like, okay, I'm going to bed now. <laughs> so I texted you the next day. I was like, yo, are you all right, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, um, hey, I forgot to ask you. Did you get the video from uh, the Christmas parade that I sent you? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. To yes, my yes. town here. Shout out to my little town here. They do a Christmas parade. And uh, I got the uh, company truck out there pulling a pulling a float, some free advertising. There you and go. I get a cool video of the intersection of two uh, streets. It's thousands of people. It's crazy. That's fucking sweet, dude. Do you think anybody was going in like those little like river tunnels that you were showing me? Or do you think I don't know? We were right by it though. But I talked actually I talked about that with a guy today, actually. He was like, you'll drown. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that, dude. No, Uh, I'm probably uh, guys, it is holiday season. Pretty pumped about it. Um yeah, I'm I'm fired up for Christmas. I love Christmas. Big snowfall here today. Got the snowmobile out. Nice. it's good vibes. Christmas is going to be fucking sweet. We got a new year coming up. If you guys are into the whole new year, new me, but we have also a lot of hockey going on and a lot to talk about. So, wow, that was good by me right there. Do you see how I kind of wrapped everything up? It was great until you patted yourself on the back. You just got to take a break and just recognize, you know, the brilliance that you're bringing to the All right, fair enough. Only four minutes and 23 seconds in, but let's just hop into it. Mea culpas. Hi, this is Mia culpa. And I'm here to introduce the morning skates. Mea culpas. With Cat and Brownie. Actually, you, know, you know, you never told me. Does she spell her name the same way? M I A. Okay. Right, Mia. Right. Yeah. So she reached out to me actually to wish me happy holidays. I got it like yesterday, the day before. Really you, nice email. Did she wish you happy holidays or like everybody? No, else? everybody. She was like, I hope you have a happy holiday. I listened to the podcast, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was a really nice email. I would have liked an email, Mia. If she doesn't you have your email, email address, well, but I can email. forward it to you or I, I, re- I know what? I'll reply to her and copy you. I would appreciate that. All right. Um, all right. Yeah. Break down. Very, very light. Mia Culpas must have been with Finky here. We kept on our toes. Uh, Yari Curry is Finnish. You were correct. Nailed it. That's it. That was the only Mia Culpa. I mean, he, you have something that you're about to talk about, which is just fucking asinine, but I'm going to look the reason up NHL all-time scorers, Finland. And I, he's got to be first, right? I would assume so. Uh, let's see here. That's point per game. Tamo Solani point per game had more. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Tamo Solani, 1,457 points. Yari Curry, 1,398. Guess who's third? You would know him. He was on your rival for a long time. Uh, not that old. Retired. I mean, played I, in the 90s. I don't know. Who Saku, Saku Koivu. 
Oh, Koivu. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then yeah. that fucking baby-faced donkey Ole Jokinen. Fucking hate that guy. Nico Koivu, Tipo Numanen, Esatikinen. Love that guy. Oh, Esatikinen. Alexander Barkov in 620 games has 574 points. Is that good? Kimanen and to round it out, UC Jokinen. So top 10 finish all time. Nice. Providing the stats. And also, you know, I just provide the stats there. If anybody's listening to this and wants to get involved in the morning skate and become like a producer and just like kind of do like cool shit on the side, like not really talk that much, but when we talk fins, be like, hey, I got a stat for you. Let us know. Cause that would be that would yeah. be nice, dude. Talk that would be kind of cool. The uh <laughs> and while we're talking about general gen general stuff for the morning skate, if you listen to other podcasts, you'll notice a overabundance of advertising. Yeah, we don't do that specifically because of that reason. And if you <laughs> want to advertise with the morning skate, we will. We what we try to do is feature one company and promote that one company mm-hmm. per podcast, per episode, whatever you want to say it. So, if you want to spend your advertising dollars to be one fish in a bucket of fish, that's your prerogative. If you'd prefer to be the standalone fish, come with us. Here's one for you, dude. I've been going through candles like a maniac. I always have, like, I get to my apartment, I light a candle or, like, incense, whatever it is. If we can find a hockey candle company, that would be a plus. So the candle would smell like gear? I don't know if it, no, you can't do that. But, like, maybe, like, maybe, like, regular smells, but it comes in, like, a hockey boot. That'd be a good idea. Maybe we should just start a candle company. (laughs) <laughs> a best gift for a hockey mom ever yeah it'd be hilarious if it smelled like the french fries from the rink or you know <laughs> have one called the snack bar <laughs> just yeah. like fucking yeah. stale popcorn and dr pepper yeah exactly Ooh, Ooh, um uh, speaking of food just all right oh, nice segue all right so yeah. this happened at work like a day or so ago we were talking about lunch there was a bunch of different contractors there <clears throat> and someone said something about Taco Bell and off the cuff I go I've never eaten Taco Bell and it was literally like a record scratch like and everybody was looking at me I'm like what so you and it's not a snobby thing or a healthy thing okay. I just it's not there yeah. are so many burrito places here that I can just go get a good burrito I don't that, need to... it could not be any more of a snobby thing if you try <laughs> I don't um, need to go eat some microwave Mexican food. So here's the thing. And like this podcast was kind of founded around Taco Bell. Let me explain. <laughs> Growing up, I would play hockey with Hal and Fearboy Rex, DJ Zumi. And we would always do like Friday night skates or even after high school hockey practice. The first place we went was Taco Bell every single time. So having said that, it's part of it's part of our foundation. It's like we established our roots through Baja Blast and Fire Sauce. So you're going to ha- you your homework for the week is you have to go to Taco Bell. I'm not telling you have to eat a ton of shit. How about this? You're going to eat my favorite thing. You are going to get one. I'll text it to you. You're going right. to get one cheesy gordita crunch and you're going to get a Baja Blast. Is that the, isn't that seven uh, Mountain Dew? Mm-hmm. You're going to Baja Blast, cheesy gordita crunch. Ah, uh, what else? And if you're hungry, a crunch wrap supreme. That's what you're gonna get, and you're gonna report back to me. And Just you're eat like, it direct. Eat it while I'm sitting on the toilet. Is the is the key here? No, no. Because here's the thing, Taco Bell dinner doesn't do that to you. I mean, the next day you don't feel great, 
Taco Bell breakfast, that's about you have five minutes once it's down your once it's down to like hammer a bathroom. I don't even know where there's a Taco Bell. Well, I have no idea. It's probably right next door, but you're so snobby that you don't say. <laughs> uh, I can't believe that. Everybody who's listening to this, if you're watching this on YouTube, Twitter, whatever it is, fucking get this man. Get this man. This is a World Hockey Report. I'm looking at fucking you. This is insane to me. Sorry. Do you eat McDonald's? No. <laughs> Have you? Yes. Wendy's? Yes. No, I don't. Current. This way, I haven't had fast food in probably 20 years. <laughs> okay. No, I used to. I used to sell, I, all right. So years ago. Did anybody, I sold, did anybody hear me stick my pinky up in the air when I said okay there? So years ago, I sold some. I sold a product to all the fast food places. And I spent a lot of time in these kitchens. So I it just turned me off on it. I don't eat, oh eat any of it. Be a, the blue collar man himself won't get in. <laughs> I make my own mud. lunch. I bring lunch every day. You can't get into the mud with us commoners, is what's going on right now. This is insane. I make That's, my lunch. I, your yeah, I make my lunch. Mass hole, snobby snob, won't eat Taco Bell. Wow. Well, that's your homework for the week. Oh my gosh. You got you have to try it. And if you don't like it, I'll never bring it up again. You're gonna, right, I think you're enough. gonna like a cheesy gordita crunch, dude. They're fire. All right, you have to text me the order. And actually, if you're listening to this too, if you think my order is buns, tweet at us, let us let us know what brownies you get from Taco Bell. I wow. dude, the group wow. chat people the group gonna chat, people gonna the group the group chat's gonna be like, get this colon blaster <laughs> taco or something. No, the but you need a Baja Blast. Right. You know who's going to be the most offended over this? Who? All right, let me ask you this. I'm not going to say who I think. Out of the group chat of the writers, who do you? Which writer do you think will be the most offended? That you don't eat Taco Bell. That I've never had Taco Bell. I'm gonna have a wild card for you. The wild card himself, Preston. He's that was my. That was my pick. <laughs> that was my pick. Preston's gonna be livid. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, Twelve. And I think Jenks is gonna. Jenks told me. What did he tell me? Jenks and I are polar opposite people, by the way. He trips Morgan Wallen all the time. Whatever. He's the he's the best thing in country music right now. He put up something the other day that Crocs shouldn't exist. And I'm like, are you just specifically living your life to come at me, man? <laughs> Actually, uh, two things. First off, Jenks a while back told me to give my head a shake, which was right up there with uh, calling me a tit fucker. I'm like, this must be a Canadian thing. Yeah. Um, he goes, give your head a shake, Brownie. I was like, wait, what? Uh, and the other thing about what, what's the guy's you just, name? You just shook your head, man. Oh, there you go, Jax. Uh, yeah. what, what, what's the guy you said, Morgan something, the country singer? Morgan Wallen. So when I interviewed Taze Thompson there, the NU player, she, uh, I asked her her music festival. Oh, you want to know was, what? I went back and watched it and she said, Morgan Wallen, you didn't mention me one time. I, yeah, dude, I just, I'm so careful with those girls they're young women and i not girls and i i'm very nervous that i'm gonna say something stupid you know like we give ked shit for that all the time <laughs> i i want them to come back so i'm not <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we are 13 minutes into this and we've given you one finish hockey stat so let's just get into nhl, NHL news <laughs> Right, every time go. every time we go sideways, I imagine Hal listening, going, talk hockey. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Um, all right. First off, let's lead off with Philly. John Tortorella, another another hell of a quote. Uh, this time he was describing the play of 23-year-old center Morgan Frost in his fourth season. He goes, you look at Frosty. I think he's up and down like a toilet seat. Uh, I mean. What's that do for your confidence? That's what I was going to say. Like, 
Uh, that poor guy, that kid is like, Frost is like, I, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't say anything. No. No, because the toilet seat gives you a whole idea of it's shitty, right? Yeah. It's not good. No. I, when I think toilet seat, I think poop. Yeah, you could say up and down like a pogo stick. Yeah, I mean, you could. And and I think that would be just as good as a quote because nobody talks about pogo sticks. Right, but it's, it doesn't have the negative connotation of a toilet seat. Yeah, but that's torts being torts, dude. That's yeah. the one thing about torts. People hate them. I love people that who they are and they don't give a fuck about it and they'll never change. That's fair. That's my guy. Um, New Jersey Devils. They uh, Lindy Ruff, 800th career NHL coaching win. Um, <coughs> he was the awesome. coach for the Rangers for a bit. Everybody hated him. It's a whole thing. Like if a couple blue check marks and Rangers like Twitter say something, ever like they're all Muppets. They just follow whatever these people say. They don't have a fucking clue. Like it's, I hate Rangers Twitter. But uh, 800 career NHL wins. I mean, the guy obviously knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, Wendy. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, more Devils. Jack Hughes was the youngest ever to record a natural hat trick. That was three consecutive goals in a row. And he logged an NHL record six-minute and two-second shift in a loss to the Islanders. Hughes did all he could in this game, logging 26 minutes, 13 seconds on ice, including 12-19 in the third. Now, I didn't see this. How? I saw some of the shift. He was skating. I mean, he's like, what? He's like 21 years old and weighs like 140 pounds. He's just gliding around out there. You know what I mean? Was he like trapped in his zone for a little bit? No, like he just he- stayed. Like, I wonder if the other guys on the bench are like, Change, bro. You know what I mean? Like, is it beer league? That's huge. I don't know. I would be like like, what? That's 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 like four shifts, dude. I'd be so mad if I was at beer league and somebody was out there for six. If someone took a six minute shift in beer league, I would lose my mind. I might leave. (laughs) Just walk off. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, New York Rangers. Here we go. The Jacob Truba fucking slander. It's insane. Pretty much long story short, he caught Andreas Athenasiu with his head down and ran him over. Uh, that was the second fight he had that game. He fought Juju Kara. I think that's how you say his name. So. Uh, and Jonathan Taves, he was hurt. They lost 5-2. Well, he's I, been hurt, right? He's yeah. playing hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he fought three times in two days. Yeah. Um, slams his helmet off the ice, whatever. So as he's going to locker room, obviously he's pissed off. After the game, Athenasiu took some shots. He said he's an $8 million man with zero goals, so he has to figure out how to do something when making that much. If you can't help the team, I guess you try to hurt guys on the other team. Um, I noticed that you didn't put in the Chris Pronger quote. I don't know if you missed that or if you just don't like the Rangers. But Chris Pronger pretty much said the last time I checked, I thought hitting was still allowed in the NHL. Oh, I did see that. I did. See and that. I'm going to take the word of Chris Pronger over Andreas Athenasiu. Andreas Athenasiu, listen here, man. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm you sure are a pussy. To go to the fucking media because you got hit too hard, play a different fucking sport. Or here's one, keep your head up. I don't understand why you would, as a player, why you would bring up the contract of the other in the media. You could say it to him on the ice. But in the media... I, dude, I hope, and I don't know if this is going to happen... How sick would it be for a shift trooper goes out there and just drops the gloves with him and just beats the fucking... Is that that Sunday? 12-18. I doubt it happens. 
I doubt it happens, but you, you know what? You know what we've seen? Stuff goes yeah. to the media and Truba starts fucking playing nails. You saw it with Leon so, Dreisaitl when he hit his stick out and then the next however many games he's fighting people. He he hasn't been playing good hockey, man. Like he's been well, he's injured. If he's injured, if he's injured, he's doing what he can to help the team, right? Yeah, but so, it's, he's not really helping the team. That's the thing. Like he he well, has he's been trying to fire them up by the fighting and screaming yeah, at them and everything. But his, but his defensive zone play has slipped substantially. Well, he's not with Miller, right? He was, and now it's kind of like back and forth. Sometimes he is, sometimes he isn't. Here's my thing. He's hurt. I I would rather have him sit and fucking heal up because like it he's like detrimental. Like it's not like, oh, yeah. he you know what I mean? Like he he's almost a liability out there. But at the same time, he's fucking playing hurt and he's playing hard. He's not fucking being soft about it at all. Yeah. Uh, he's getting torn apart by Rangers fans right now. And to those Rangers fans, listen here if you're listening in. Shut the fuck up, dude. You know nothing about hockey. You couldn't you couldn't sniff Jacob Truba's jock strap if you fucking tried. So So we're recording this Friday night. You're probably listening to it on Saturday. So they play Chicago tomorrow on Sunday. So mm-hmm. see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a bitch. Uh, Chicago going to keep with them. Patrick Kane, 50th player all time to hit the 1200 career point mark. Here's another reason why Rangers fans are stupid. He's linked to the Rangers. They came out and reported that the Rangers were like the top dog, but they're not going to go after him if they're not going to start winning. Essentially, all these Ranger fans are like, We don't want Patrick Kane. Look at his stats this year. This blah 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 blah. You are so fucking lost, dude. Like, this guy is an elite player playing on an absolute dog shit team. Think about how many times this team has been in the news for awful, awful things over the last like two or three years. You're telling me that he's just trying like what he's doing right now. I'm sure he's trying, but he's also probably trying not to get hurt. He knows he's going to get traded. and He wants to win a fucking cup. So it's like, so these another, people are so dumb. I, well, to, to, to piggyback on that, it's a similar, a parallel situation with Bo Horvat and the Bruins. Mm-hmm. They've been linked and Bruins, Twitter, Facebook, social media, whatever, they're all anti-Bo Horvat because they're like, where is he going to play? And I'm like, donkeys. Bergeron and Krejci are <laughs> one-year deals. That too. So let's let's maybe have a backup plan. Yeah. Right? And Bo Horvat, uh, he's a... What do you mean, where's he going to play? If he play? If he plays on your fourth line, your fourth line got so much better. I know. And that's if he's on the fourth line. Right, right. But everybody's like, oh, what are we going to do? Bah, bah, bah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. You get figure it out and get to it, you yeah. fucking idiots. People, dude, they're yeah. so fucking stupid. It's insane. Oh, so I don't, I know we don't talk about other podcasts that much, but there's a podcast on Barstool called Macrodosing that I enjoy. It's a mm-hmm. conspiracy theory. It's pretty funny. But they had a, uh, they were talking about, there's some kind of, uh, uh takes like tweets like wild tweets like my uh hellebuck thing right like the preseason stuff and they made someone made a 64 team uh 64 team like bracket like the Mm -hmm. march madness and they have like tweets going up against each other like wild claims i have to look for the thread but you should look for it and if you're listening you should look for it look at pretty some wild stuff on there that people say well, that's but just that's, a random thing or was that connected to what we were talking about well it's connected to what they talk about because there are people like making wild statements like you know fair enough there okay. you go sorry lay, off, right. lay off the weed <laughs> yeah. uh kirby doc was booed upon his return to chicago which was fucking stupid but then he scored a decisive goal in the shootout and he gave the whole kogan ear move good for him young kid you think he wanted out you think you think he went to chicago with Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane and was decided, hey, I'm not going to have that great of a start of a career. Like, I'm doing – like, they're just so dumb. They're yeah. so fucking stupid. Ugh. 
Speaking of stupid. Speaking of fucking stupid, Carolina Hurricanes. I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm about to say right now. Just came back from a six-game road trip, secured 11 to 12 points. We're away from home for 17 days. They're currently tied with Pittsburgh, who they'll play twice before Christmas. In second place in the Metro with a game in hand. It was a good, good. I mean, that's a great road trip. Mm-hmm. But their then, fans are stupid. And then Peter Co- Co- Kekoff. Okay. Became the first Carolina goalie with back-to-back shutout since Weeksy in 2003. <clears throat> also the only goal with the back-to-back shutouts in the NHL this season. Which I thought that was surprising. Mm. Yeah. But I think we're seeing more tandem. That's probably why. No, I, I would agree. Um, Mark Pissick. Did I get that? Uh, for Detroit, has re-injured his surgically repaired oh, Achilles. That sucks. He originally underwent yeah. surgery in July. Was working his way back through, only to suffer another significant setback. Hopefully that sucks. Stick yeah. tap. Hope he's good. This is crazy. <coughs> Think. <laughs> you might, might want to choke yourself for this one, dude. Uh, <laughs> a tweak in economy, McDavid and Jason Robertson has been made, making rounds. Through 152 games played, McDavid has 56 goals, 117 assists for 173 points, plus 33. 152 games played for Robertson, 80 goals, 84 assists, 164 points, plus 43. That's, I mean, I told you, the moment that Robertson signed that contract, he was underpaid. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, Speaking of fucking crazy, Chris Letang suffered a stroke on Monday, November 28th, out indefinitely. He wasn't experiencing any lasting effects of the stroke. We continue to go. This is this is from a little bit ago because he's already yeah. been back for three games and he scored yeah. in the third game. I know. Right? It's crazy. Yeah. Shout out to him. Uh, they also placed Jeff Petrie on LTIR with an upper body. Mike Sullivan said the team expects Petrie to be out an extended period of time. Due to being on that, he'll have to at least miss 10 games. Also, Jason Zucker is out for blocking a shot and a win. He originally left the ice, but came back out for the third. But in media access after the game, he was described as week to week. Hockey. Yeah, like one step forward, one step back with them, mm-hmm. you know. Zucker gets hurt all the time, dude. He's a that's the that's the knock on him, and and it's not it's not like it's like freak things, dude. Like it's, it's not it's like uh, it's like Lindgren. It's from playing hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of playing hard, dude, Yarmir Yager was pressed into service. His illness ravaged the roster of his team. He owns the league in the Czech League. Made his season debut. Fifty years old. Locked fifteen ten on ice. Two assists and a seven three loss. Team had to postpone the game the previous day and had 12 healthy skaters and seven other postponement and possible fines from the league. Yager suited up. This game action will now delay his Hall of Fame induction until 2026. What a legend, dude. Well, because he played a pro game, it pushes it back, which is nuts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mitch Marner holds the longest streak in Maple Leaf history. It was was 19, but I think he got That's where he broke the record at 19. Uh, It's special to me. I grew up in the city. Now to have my name in something is pretty amazing. It's hard to describe. The streak is now, uh, I mean, Sidney Crosby had 25, Patrick Kane had 26, and all-time point streaks amongst players. Most in NHL Those history. Active players. Active oh, players. God. Most in NHL history is Gretzky with 51. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. He also has three of the top five longest streaks all-time. Lemieux is second, Sundin's fifth. The streak was snapped when they played your New York Hockey Rangers. Yep. Love to see it. Um, Alex Barkov getting near a return. A report has been released that his father issued a statement saying that he had severe pneumonia the last few weeks. Damn. That's crazy to me. A young, healthy guy that gets pneumonia so much that he's like down and out. Mm-hmm. Not good. No. Uh, NHL announced last week that they partnered with PXP, a firm dedicated to ushering a new era of accessible and inclusive experience in sports and entertainment for deaf and hard of hearing fans. They are working in conjunction to make the games and whole evens. Uh, more accessible. Sorry, you're good. More accessible to fans. So, really, that's fucking sweet. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, again, one step forward, two steps back. For every time they step on their Johnsons as a collective group, they do something good like this. You know, you remember uh, the replacements, how they had a deaf wide receiver? Yeah, it was Roy from The Office. So, oh, wow, it was. Um, has there ever been a deaf pro athlete? In hockey? Any sport. There's Any been sport. I think in football there has. I think there was a lineman. I believe we had, so when I was in high school, we had a deaf wrestler and there was always music at practice and stuff. And he would always put his hand on the mat because he would feel the bass. No shit. But we, so someone had to be in his line of sight during the match. Mm-hmm. So he knew if there was a whistle or whatever. Beat the beat up. Love it. Yep. Uh, Vancouver GM Patrick Alvin announced that Thatcher Demko will be out approximately six weeks with lower body injury. That's not great. No. Ah, man, I'm not going to read this whole thing. But essentially, Jack Edwards went at Patrick Maroon the other day. and well, like, went, like a week and a half ago now. Yeah. Went after his weight, whatever. Pete Blackburn tweeted out. Then everybody's like, why are you being so mean to Pat? And then Pat like came out with a tweet and said, uh, in support of those – wait, it was an unnecessary cheap shot by a team employee, Maroon – oh, wait, no, no, no. Oh, we don't have it anymore. Maroon but, handled it with class, tweeting yeah. out, in support of those struggling with mental health, bullying, and body image. I'm making a $2,000 donation <laughs> in the name of Jack Edwards to the Tampa Bay Thrives, and I encourage all Lightning and NHL fans to join me, which they ended up raising over $50,000. So Edwards apologized that he reached out to Maroon's contact info within the Lightning organization. He said, uh, in a statement, Edwards said, I am sensitive to the subject of body image. I didn't intend to offend anyone. In the course of a two-and-a-half-hour broadcast, it was a lighthearted attempt to point out that Pat Maroon, who I regularly praise for his camaraderie with teammates through the years, he used his size to be a difficult competitor. He's an effective player with three Stanley Cup rings, something I also made a point to say on Tuesday night. And not really. I don't know, man. I just think everybody's so fucking soft, well, dude. It was, like, it was stupid, right? So I I, I remember wa- listen, watching the game, and I was like, what is he doing? And I love Jack, right? I think he, I love Jack. But it was he went out of his way, and I was almost like, oh, did Pat Maroon like dust him for an interview or something? And then he tried to dial it back, and Brickley was keeping quiet. He did something. Oh, what did he do? He did something before the Kings game in the preview, in the uh, in the in the pregame. He was like, you know, when players play together, they fill each other's holes, and there's a synergy there when you're filling your line mates' holes. And Brickley was like biting. I I imagine Brickley below camera was like pinching his leg to not laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I think Jack realized what he was saying and it was like, so yeah, so tonight the Kings. And it was just, I mean, this was just unnecessary. And Maroon handled it the right way. The best part of this whole thing was uh, when they went to Philly, which I think, I don't know if we, if it's in here, I thought it was in here, but uh, Gritty had a sign up during uh, warmups, which was great. You know, now that I kind of take a step back, I still think everybody's super fucking soft, but like very unprofessional. Yeah, there's no no need for it. No need for it. I think I think that's fine. Yeah. Patrice Bergeron played 255 on five minutes so far this season. Opponents opponents have managed three goals and 26 high danger scoring chances in that time per natural stat trick. The Bruins have a 10-3 edge and five on five goals with Bergeron on the ice and a 161 to 73 scoring chance edge. Just rename the selfie already. Just make it the Bergeron. Once he retires, I saw that you had a tweet that kind of went a little viral. Oh, with it, when I responded to Merrick, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So well, wait, wait. Let's talk about that for those yeah. that didn't hear about it. So Merrick was—I don't even remember what his original point was. It, it was, was uh, it was about a dude 
Oh, the Art Ross Trophy. Art Ross, yeah. He was like, the Art Ross Trophy, Art Ross has one career point, and it's, right? But he donated the trophy, so that's what the name is. So I get it. And I said, listen, if we're renaming renaming things or adding awards, let's make an offensive defenseman, much like we have a defensive forward, and call it the Bobby Orr. Mm -hmm. Because... I don't know why they don't do that. Like, I'm not trying why, to do either. all this stupid, goofy shit to like get new fans involved. Like, that could be something that I think. I, I agree with you, but there are <clears> guys <throat> like I'm trying to think of. Like, I I just think of Seidenberg, right? Dennis Seidenberg was a shutdown defenseman yeah. who contributed very little offensively. Brent Seabrook, Dan Girardi, yeah, perfect, perfect, both of those, and those guys should have been up for the Norris, right? And you and, and listen, I'm not taking any, anything away from Kale McCarr or Adam Fox. They're great two-way defensemen, and they deserve those Norrises, right? But if there was a if there was one for the offensive defenseman and a defensive defenseman, why not give out more awards? My only issue is if you're going to name one for a defensive defenseman, how do you decide who needs to be named? Because right now it's obviously like by points, really. Like yeah, that's what that was my point, right? So, but how would the most blocked shots hits like how do you really no, i think i think it's an eyeball test i think you have to put some faith in the the writers or whoever votes right whoever has a vote you have to put some faith in them in the eyeball test that you know uh, <coughs> uh let's use the bruins right because Derek forbert is never going to be up for a norris but he could be up for a defensive defenseman award yep. see what i mean yeah. it's because from watching the games and, and I'm not, you know, it's probably a bad example. There's probably bigger names, obviously. Like Lingren, your Rangers. I mean, Drew Doughty. He could do both, really. Yeah, yeah. And that's what makes a guy like Doughty or Fox or Makar or McAvoy like unicorns. McAvoy, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hedman. Yeah. You still have a lot of people that could go both ways, really. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, Alex Ovechkin played in his 1300th career game last week. Ovi is the 14th player in NHL history to play all 1300 with one team. And the second first overall pick with 1300 can take a shot at the other. So there's two first overall picks to play 1300 with the team that drafted them. Ovechkin and Lemieux. Nope. He didn't play that many. It's not Crosby because he got concussions. No, I don't know. In in my mind's eye, he's flying down the ice with his shirt flapping behind him. Mike Madonna. You got it. There it is. I mean, that's I love how I love how you can say that, and every hockey fan knows exactly who the yep. fuck I'm talking about. Like that's pretty sick. I think he wore a goalie cut. <laughs> <laughs> he also notched goal eight hundred, becoming the third player in NHL history to reach that milestone behind Wayne and Gordy Howe. He became the first player to do it with a single franchise and got eight hundred as a part of a hat trick. The goal also gave Ovi an 18th consecutive season with at least 20 goals. Only Brennan Shanahan and Gordy Howe have accomplished the same feat. He, he's going to break Gordy Howe. I bet. Probably. Uh, well, uh, I don't uh, know how much longer he wants to play, but like, I mean, he's well, not slowing down. <laughs> but the team, the team's falling apart. Yeah. So. Um, oh, and for anyone that complains about his empty net goals, Gretzky had more. So relax. Yeah, dude. Who gives a fuck, man? A goal's a goal. I know. Um, the PWHPA Professional Women's Hockey Player Association had their all-star weekend in Ottawa, featured a skill comp. The skills competition featured four events, fastest skater, won by Kendall Coin Showfield, accuracy shooting, won by Brian Jenner, skills challenge, won by Marie Philip Poulon, yep. and longest save streak comp, won by Anne Renee Debian. Yeah, I think so. Desbian, maybe, yeah. 
Uh, in the three-on-three tourney, the final came down to Team Keller versus Team Knight, and Team Keller took it in a shootout with Alex Carpenter getting the game winner. Uh, the weekend also featured teams playing against each other in the Dream Gap Tour, where a friend of the podcast, Aaron Frankel, was an outstanding and 4 nothing uh, shutout victory for Team Adidas over Team Sonnet. TNS, uh, TSN showed the Dream Gap Tours game as well as the three-on-three tourney and highlights of the skills competition all throughout Canada. They announced that they partnered with the OHL to bring women's hockey to OHL communities in February. I also saw somewhere that their cap went up. I think it doubled. Oh, nice. And the rivalry, the rivalry series starts up, uh, I think it's Monday night on the NHL Network, USA for Canada. Mm-hmm. Not a bad blood. All right. Uh, Alex Petrangelo will be away from the team due to an illness with his family. The team released no details except to say they supported him and his family and whatever they need. Sounds uh, like a bad situation. Yeah, I hate seeing shit like that. Yeah. Seattle Fresh Office Conditioning Stint, AHL rookie Shane Wright notches first career talk against U.S. at the Montreal Canadiens per Darren Drager. Wright is expected to pour to Monken and Team Canada. Maybe this shit worked, dude. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Ron Francis oh. playing chess, everybody's playing checkers, right? Uh, they also claimed Eli Tolvin off waivers from Nashville. The 23-year-old forward was a first-round pick, 30th overall in 2017. Has a current stat line of two goals, two assists, for four points in 13 games. More ice time and more situations may revive what was a promising career, and he comes with a 1.45 cap hit for this season and the next. That's now, a great pickup. That is a fantastic pickup for them. Uh, for Seattle, yes. Yep. Um, This is a kid back when – the Rangers traded Rick Nash to Boston. The other landing spot with 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 him was Nashville, and the Rangers wanted this kid in Nashville, didn't give him up. So he goes on waivers, and all the Rangers Twitter people are saying, oh, this really? "Get us, sign this kid." It's like the girl meanwhile, they never got. <laughs> meanwhile, you have Vitaly Kratsov, who's a healthy scratch pretty much every game he gets in. Occasionally, who's like a ninth overall pick. It's like. Why don't you use your fucking brain and just think for just a really quick second? If Kratsov's not playing, what is what is this kid gonna do? And on top right. of that, do you think a kid who has two goals and two assists is gonna do fucking anything? Well, it, 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 going to Seattle, he's gonna get playing full minutes it's different. It's in different. different situations. He's not gonna get that in the Rangers. No. So I understand. People are so fucking yeah. stupid. I swear to God, these people think that like. If you're above 21, get rid of them. You're too old. And that they want to start recruiting like Pee Wee and Bantam players to play for them in the NHL. It's insane. And they need to have skill and they have to have zero toughness and they need to be under six foot one. It's fucking the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. And they're getting people to believe it. Um, Suspensions. Jamie Alexiak spent a three games for a legal check. The uh, head of Washington, Alexander Alexiak. Led with elbow shoulder targeted the head. And Jeff Skinner sits for three games for his cross-check to the face of Jake Gensel. After cover by Buffalo, Craig Anderson, Gensel, and Richard uh, Ricard Raquel gave light contact for the NHL. The Anderson and Buffalo players got testy. Skinner and Gensel exchanged slashes before Skinner cross-checked Gensel first in the chest and then in the face. The I Skinner give, one should I have been longer than three. I think. I'd give him an additional three-game paycheck because Jake Gensel's a fucking rat. Do it well, again. I knew, you were, I knew that was going to be your spin. But I thought Skinner should have got five. That, that was vicious, dude. Don't fuck with him, Jake Gensel, you little bitch. <laughs> Skinner initiated all of it. But I, you know, Skinner Skinner has a little bit of fucking testy to his game. He's got a little bit of the wires cross on him. He yeah. always has, dude. And you remember, do you remember a couple years ago when they had the fucking soccer coach in Buffalo where they thought that was going to work and he had Skinner like on the fourth line yeah. and shit and people were chirping him, oh, you get paid the most. And now look at him. Yeah, yeah. He was always a crafty motherfucker for the Hurricanes, and now he's on the Sabres. He's the, he's the player that if he ever plays the Rangers, whatever team he's on, I'm going to bet for him to score. Like, I figure feel like skater, he scores right? all the time against Isn't Skinner was a figure skater, isn't that? Because yep. he does that open 
Yep. Heel to heel. Yeah. He always scores against the Rangers. Uh, sticking with Buffalo, Tage Thompson he had five goals and assists the other night in a Sabres 9-4 victory against the Blue Jackets. He had four goals and assists in the first period, then added another late in the second. This kid is like the real deal. I see the goal point- he scored last night? What? See the goal he scored last night? No. I'll Just, look it up. He's, dude, he's like 6-7 and has yeah. sick hands. Like sick yeah. hands. So two things. One, a uh, buddy of mine uh, coaches a uh, local high school, and we were talking about this. And he told me that he shows Tage Thompson clips to his kids because of his size and the way he still has great hands. Mm-hmm. So he has like some big defense. He's like, you guys can do this too. Yeah. So that's one point. The second point is when I interviewed Taze Thompson for Northeastern, turns out she's childhood friends with Tage Thompson. Right. Which is pretty bizarre because her dad was a pro. Yeah. And she she knows him. They she's like, oh yeah, we have pictures of us skating together when we were like two or three years old. The day the Taze Thompson interview dropped was the night that Tage Thompson had the bump. So, do you? Uh, here's one for you. Where did Tage Thompson go to college? Oh, I know this. It's a crazy college. I know this. I, I can't think of it. What is it? U- UConn. Oh, I didn't know that. Is that crazy or what? I thought he was Miami of Ohio or something like that. UConn Husky. UConn, really? Wow. My mom went to UConn. People oh, yeah. forget that they have a Division One hockey team. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, Anaheim Ducks for the recent Star Wars scene night. Trevor Zegers and Mason McTavish were escorted into Honda Center by Stormtroopers. With Zegers rocking the Blues lightsaber, the force was with them. They beat Carolina in overtime. That was clever, Brownie. Thank you. Um, this Zegers kid, man, he, he's like – He's he's kid's a content machine. He's the polar opposite of torts, but at the same time, he's the same person of torts because I just told you, like, some people are just so themselves and they will never change ever, just yeah. like Tort is. Trevor Zegers is the same fucking way, dude. Like, he's yeah. just – he's a little bro. Like, yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> in a, I don't know. Uh, more Anaheim. I don't know how much more you can tank hard for Bedard in the first 30 games played. One regulation win on pace for 46 points. The Bruins already have 48. Minus 60 goal differential, 32 in goals for, 32 in goals against. Have held a lead for just 11.2% of total game time this season. But if you watch them play, they compete and they're fun to watch. Can you imagine having him and uh, Zegers and Bedard, or Bedard, right? And then Troy Terry, Drysdale. That's what they're hoping. When I mean, Gary's they, got, they got, a, pretty good Gary's got his thumb on the scale for Montreal, we're hoping it bounces for Anaheim. I, I would like that. I think it'd be sick. Oh, it you don't think out. Connor Bedard would want to go to Anaheim with that crew? Are you kidding yeah. me? Uh, Corey Perry played in his 1200th NHL game last week, making him the active, making him the active player with the eighth most games played behind Eric Stahl, Ryan Sutter. Suter, sorry. Yep. Alex Ovechkin, Brent Burns, Patrice Bergeron, Anze Kopitar, and Phil Kessel. Definitely the rat with the most games played. True. Shout out to him. He's the only lightning player I like. Oh, I'd have to really fucking think about it. Uh, I really like Hedman. Like, I, I hate agree. playing against him, but him as a player, if I was a defenseman, that it would be sick to be that guy. I he, think he's he, an he, unbelievable he, player, but I think he's a fucking bitch. I don't he's constantly weird. whining to the refs. Constantly. It's part of their culture, dude. Ugh. Ryan McDonough was good, but he's not on the team anymore. Right. That's why it was McDonough and Perry. Now it's just Perry. Yeah, yes. Um, Steve Stamkos became the first player in franchise history to record a thousand career NHL points with the team. 
got an apple during a 4-1 win against Philly in the same game. Gritty tried oh, to support from Maroon, yeah. held up the sign, thick and tired of all this body shaming while going tarp off. Stamkos also shared a story about his own 18-game point streak, how it came to an end as he and Marty St. Louis had their stick swiped by security at a Toronto airport in the next game of Washington, neither one recorded a point. Crazy. Yeah, it was a funny story because they asked Stamkos, like, oh, do you remember your streak? And he just started laughing. He goes, I remember it vividly because <laughs> it ended because the security in Toronto stole our sticks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gordy Howe stat of the week. This is cool. Uh, Bobby Orr was born during Gordy Howe's second NHL season. By the time Gordy Howe retired, Bobby Orr was already in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Crazy. It's insane. Um, Jordan Bennington, dude. In a game versus Carolina, Bennington dropped a shoulder and Eric Stahl behind his own net. The next game, another loss. He had a collision with Jason Zucker behind the net. Uh, penalty was waived after the review and was pulled early in the going of the second period. Once he got the gate, Bennington played the tough guy to the Pittsburgh bench, had some more with the officials. After the Pittsburgh game, Ruby commented, it's got to stop. It doesn't help any. Just play goal. Stop the puck. Attaboy, Chief. Yeah. Um, it seems that the player and coach have cleared the air as Ruby had a, uh, noted a different tone after the morning skate ahead of the New York Rangers. We talked and had a good conversation. Ruby said he's a competitive guy, and sometimes when things aren't going well, frustration sets in. Emotions get the best of you at times. It does to every athlete, not just him. He's in a good spot. Not that good, though, as the, Bru- as the Blues lost to the Rangers that night, but they did get a W last week against the Islanders uh, with Thomas Grice in that. It's been a rough know, year. I don't know where I don't know where it's at now because we I haven't updated this. This was from last week, but just I, like his act has got to be wearing thin. Yeah, I just I don't really know what the Blues are going to do, dude. What do you but mean? Like Ryan O'Reilly, like I see his name out there a lot. Like wherever oh, I he goes, Ryan, I would take Ryan O'Reilly on the Bruins in a ever, wherever he goes, if he goes, that team has immediately gotten inc- so much better. Um, something to think about. You want to talk about your boy on cameo? My boy on cameo. Oh yeah. You had a thousand fucking dollars for a cameo. Jesus. Right. It's Ryan O'Reilly's charging. Bob McKenzie's is like only like 70 bucks. I might toss Bob McKenzie bone and be like, Hey, pump my tires and say something about the morning skate. Uh, Darnell nurse took quite the, uh, quite the what? Quite the Dixie. Never heard that. No, I've never heard that. Like if you fall, you took a Dixie, took a spill. No, I've heard took a spill. All right. You know what? You know where they don't say took quite the Dixie? Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, with a goal celebration versus Montreal last week, and the roasting wasn't contained to NHL weeks. On the TSN Toronto Raptors broadcast, Nurse's sister, Kia, the WNBA star and Canadian Olympi- Olympian, was asked about Darnell Selly on the broadcast and chirped. That's when anybody asks who's the most athletic in the family, I answer myself. Great. It's a good chirp. Um, this is the Hall of Fame that we couldn't cover when we had Fink on. Okay. We can bust through this. Daniel Averton, 18 seasons with Ottawa in Detroit. He only played there for one season. Put up a stat line of 444 goals, 713 assists for 1,157 uh, points, and 1,246 games played. Another 51, 49, and 100 in 124 games played in the playoffs. He won the Calder, King Clancy, and Mark Messier Leadership Award. He was a seven-time NHL All-Star along with appearing in four Olympic games, one gold, one silver. Also won a silver and two times bronze at the World Championships. So this is the guy I think of when you say Senators. Like yeah, I think so. I think about that game where he fucking fired a puck at Scott Niedermeyer. Do you remember that fucking game? Yeah. <laughs> what was Pops the context of that? I think it was just – I think – yeah, he just Niedermeyer was in his kitchen all night, and he was like, I'm not enough. He would fucking fired a shot at him. Yeah. Um, The City and Brothers go in together. Yep. As they should. Yep. Henrik City in 17 years uh, with his twin brother put up 240 goals, 830 assists for 
1,070 points in 1330 games played, along with another 23, 55, and 78 points in 105 games played in the playoffs. Uh, he was a five-time NHL All-Star, along with being awarded the Art Ross, Hart Memorial, and King Clancy Award. Henrik appeared in five world championships, winning a gold and two bronze, as well as another. As an Olympic medal, he played in the Olympics twice. He announced his retirement with his brother as they played in their last game together, speaking of his brother. Daniel Seen, he also played his entire 17-year year career with Vancouver. 393 goals, 648 assists for 1,041 points and 1,306 games played, along with another 25 goals, 46 assists, and 71 points in 102 games played. This is insane. Four-time NHL All-Star, along with being Art Ross, Ted Lindsay, King Clancy Award. He appeared in five world championships, won a gold, two bronze, as well as an Olympic gold and silver medals, playing in three Olympic games. Both Daniels, number 22, and Hendricks, 33, were retired by Vancouver upon their retirement. It's just like somebody told me the other day, like sometimes do you ever like feel like you're living in a simulation? Like if you go to a parking lot and you see the same two cars yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. anything like that, and like every yeah. once in a while you see like a dude getting on, on and off the ice with another guy and they do it at the exact same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This 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 is a simulation, dude. Like well, this is insane. The guy who really should get the Hall of Fame nod, and he already does, is Burke, who pulled off that fucking deal yeah. to draft the two of them. Yeah, yeah. Boy, could you imagine if that didn't happen? Yeah. Um, Bruins would have still won the cup, though. Rika Salonen is widely considered so. one of the most decorated players to ever compete in international hockey. Played 16 seasons with Finnish women's national team, earned two times Olympic bronze, one world championship silver along with six bronze and three European championship gold medals. She is currently an all-time leading European scorer in Olympics and world championship play. Her bronze medal at the Olympics in 2018 made her the oldest player to medal in hockey at the Olympics at 44. She is one of just nine women players to be nominated for the Hall of and the first from outside North America. Good Pretty on cool. her, man. That's great. Never heard of her till now. That's Yeah, but that's – hey, that's what we provide. Hell, yeah. Herb Carnegie had the first opportunity to break the NHL color barrier almost a decade before Willie O'Ree did when he was offered a contract by the Rangers in 1948. That's how an original six team battles that whole thing. Not not the not the way the Bruins do it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, he turned down New York all three of their offers during his tryout because he was making more in Quebec at the time. After retiring from playing, Carnegie started the Future Aces Hockey School, which was amongst the first hockey schools in Canada. He also wrote the few, he also wrote the Future Aces Credo, which attempted to foster respect, tolerance, diversity, and sportsmanship among young people. He's awarded the Order of Ontario in '96 and the Order of Canada in 2003. This is the wild part, huh? Do you know what the, Do you know what the order of is like? It's is basically that... like the Presidential Medal of Freedom. For, okay. For Canada. Uh, Carnegie was also an excellent golfer. Uh, he won Canadian Seniors Golf Championship in '77, '78 along with the Ontario Seniors Golf Championship in 75, 76, and 82. In 87, he established the Carnegie Future Aces Foundation to provide scholarships for college and university. He passed away in 2012 at the age of 92 in Toronto. Carnegie is being inducted into the Builders category for the Hall of Fame. I think the Builders is almost as cool as the players, dude. Like, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, what this guy did is crazy. To win, to be that good of a hockey player and then to go out and like, oh, I'm going to try golf. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, Roberto Luongo played 20 years in the NHL for the Islanders, Panthers, and Vancouver Canucks. He retired with 77 shutouts, a 2.52 goals against, and 919 save percentage over 1,044 games played. His NHL career record was 49, 392, and 124 with 23 points and 46 pims. Uh, he was a six-time NHL All-Star along with being awarded the Mark Messier Award and the Jennings Trophy. Luongo was a two-time Olympic gold winner along with two World Championship golds and a World Cup championship. Uh, he was also a captain, which was Bobby Lou. something that you don't really see. Yep. 
here's my thing. I think it's well-deserved. But having seen this, this just makes me 1,000% think that Henry Conquest is going to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, you don't think he you, – you questioned that? I just – I don't – because it's always – it always comes down to, like, cups and shit, right? Like, it's always, like, does it, how well, many cups you have – that's something for me, and just I don't know, man. I think Listen, it's seven. No disrespect Lundquist, to Lunquist. Is, is a far. No, this is no disrespect to Roberto okay. Luongo. Okay, Lundquist is a far superior goalie than that makes, Okay, I'm good with that. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think um, it actually might have been the 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 push for to put Luongo over the top was when he spoke from the heart when he was in Florida after that shoot. Yeah, yeah. that I think raised his. What do they call it? A Q level or something? Don't they for for famous people like uh, his profile level or whatever? I think that that yeah. made him much more of a national figure. I would agree. Oh, this is the perfect story going into the holidays. All right, Western Hockey League. With it being close to the holidays, this is the best story of the week. Oh, I didn't know I said four, that. Four players from the Brandon Wheat Kings: uh, Jake Chason, Calder Anderson. Calder Anderson's a sick hockey name. Oh, you know his dad was like, "I'm naming him Calder." <laughs> yeah, Calder. that's yeah. a good yeah. hockey name. Yeah. Uh, Nolan Ritchie and Ben Thorne. I love the name Calder. That might yeah. be. I like good that. name for a dog. Oh well, come on, dude. Like, what if I name my kid Calder? Then you'd be like, "Oh, you name your kid." No, dog. no, you don't. You don't have a kid. I'm just saying. Well, you know. if I do. Well, did I tell you that if my daughter was a son, my wife agreed that the his middle name would have been Batman? Did oh, I tell you that? God, no. Yeah, it was going to be Batman. She agreed to it. <laughs> what was she the first? knew it was going to be a girl. What was the first name? Sam. Sam Batman Brown. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus, so think of that on the on the playground. What's your middle name? Because you know you're gonna, ha- you're gonna have a fucking little boy with a middle name Batman. Never eat Taco Bell. <laughs> You fucking kidding me? Does Batman eat Taco Bell? Fucking right, he does. Oh my god, he's a billionaire. He probably never did. He probably owns them all. Oh, fair. All right. Sorry, go ahead. I derailed you. Uh, anyway, they stopped on. Oh, Nolan Richie, Ben Thorne stopped on the First Street Bridge in Brandon, Manitoba. Another that just sounds like a sick place to be. Ugh. Uh, when they saw a man sitting on the bridge, visibly upset, they asked him if he was okay and if he wanted to talk, and he agreed, admitting that things weren't going so well for him. As the players engaged him in a conversation, one of them dialed 911. They literally talked the man off the ledge as he was willing to go with emergency services upon their arrival. The players, ranging in age 18 to 20, were on the way home from volunteering at the Samaritan House and credit their training with talk today through the Canadian Mental Health Association as helping to spur them into action. Like, how great is that? Do you ever do you ever think that just like Sometimes you're just in the right spot at the right moment. Like, like this, that was like probably one of the best days of all of their lives. Like think about everything that they did that day, just helping, helping, helping. And then on the way home, they get to do this. Like sometimes I think that you're truly meant to be somewhere when you're, I don't know, just. I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to equate myself to this in any shape or form because I was being paid to be there. I was an EMT and there was a kid who was going to jump into the river one night in the winter. And we were waiting for the psych and me and my partner were like, we got to do something. So we just started talking to him and we talked the kid back from the bridge, uh, the dock. Sorry. And um, it was something that like, it shook me for like, I was like, if we were 10 minutes late, if we were, if we didn't come hot response, you know what I mean? There were so many things like we took it seriously when the butterfly effect, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have no, I, I, I don't remember the person's name. I don't, I, you never know what happens to the people that you help, but it's, 
it's something that I'll never forget the rest of my life. Yeah. Get on you, so man. Good on these kids. Oh, listen, yeah. no, these kids. To be, I mean, listen, I was an adult. I was paid as an EMT. I was trained as an EMT. It's a whole different deal. Jenks will tell you he's a Jenks is a, a paramedic. So you trained to handle those situations. These are 18 to imagine yourself at 18 or 20. Yeah. To do that, the wherewithal and the presence of mind. So the wherewithal yeah. and to have like the balls to do something like yeah. that. Yeah. And to make like, that difference. 20 year olds now, and they're just like these little, like when you're 18 and 20, you don't feel like you're a little shit. But for the majority of the 18 and 20 year olds out there, you're a bunch of little shits. And the fact yeah. that they had the balls to do something. Not like just that. the balls, the compassion. Well, that too, but, but not like, that. So, like, you, how easy would it be if you're playing major junior to be self absorbed? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I would be. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I think I was a plus three in beer league tonight. I think I'm feeling pretty self absorbed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dump and change, man. Go mm. for it. Sorry. The first one uh, kind of shook me. Yeah, yeah. RIP to Kirstie Alley, uh, two time Emmy Award winning actress who rose to fame with a role on Cheers. Died after a short battle with cancer at age 71. So I don't even remember her on Cheers. She was in a couple movies, like in the Look 90s. Who's Talking. Was she in a movie with the with the Olsen twins? Oh, I have no idea. I gotta look that up. Uh, oh, hey, speaking of movies, I know you have something coming up. Yeah. Remember we talked about that movie Prisoners? Yes. It's on Netflix now. Oh. You should watch it. The kid who okay. works for me saw it and he was like, Holy shit, you weren't joking. Yep. So uh the movie, uh, it takes two. Oh, there you go. Uh, actually, this isn't on here, but RIP too to uh, you know, the guy DJ Twitch from the Ellen show, dude, just brutal. Mental health is no fucking joke. If you need help, please seek help. Yeah, and if you have friends that that you think are, are suffering, reach out to them because sometimes all it takes is a phone call to make a difference. Yep, you know, so. Rest in peace to them both. Uh, the New York Jets flew to their game in Minnesota last a week ago, uh, all wearing Anaheim Ducks gear from various eras. Uh, the Jets tweeted out the picks with Jets fly together, and Anaheim retweeted them. Unfortunately, the Jets lost 27-22 to many, but it was still a cool, cool yeah, little thing. Definitely. Uh, Brittany Griner has been released from the Russian prison and is now in U.S. custody. She's already home. The release was in exchange for convicted Russian arms dealer Victor Bout, uh, who is known as the Merchant of Death. No further news on Paul Whelan, Whelan, who's also being held in Russia and is being wrongfully detained per the State Department. Uh, the guy that was traded for Griner is a former Soviet military officer serving a 35-year prison sentence in the United States on charges of conspiring to kill Americans, acquire and export anti-aircraft missiles, and provide material support to terrorist organizations. Moscow has slammed his sentencing in 2012 as baseless and biased, and he has maintained he is innocent. So... I don't want to say anything because I'm going to get myself in trouble. That's Fair. the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That's all I got. All right. All right. Uh, and now for something completely different. Let's do a, it. A small Buddhist temple in northern Thailand is left empty of all as, as all its monks have tested positive for meth. Have had a rehab. Yeah. The abbot, the head of the monastery, was found to test positive for meth. So these guys were cooking their own meth, basically. Doing a little meth, dude. Yeah. yeah. Hey, meth monk friends. Aaron Judge, your boy, to remain with the Yankees as he inked a deal for nine years, $360 million. Reportedly, it was between New York, San Fran, and San Diego, with San Diego reportedly offering more money than New York, but he chose to go back to the Bronx Bombers. And they just got the pitcher from the Giants, Carlos R Rondon, I think is his name, no, lefty. 
dude, their starting staff coming up next year. It's it's Cole, this Rondon kid, uh, Nestor, Frankie Montez, and Severino. It's pretty good fucking starting five, dude. So the Yankees solidified their starting pitching, still have to make some moves to get Josh Donaldson to the fucking moon. All right. Talking Jim, the Yankees. There's talking baseball. Jim Cripps, a.k.a. the Backwards Bowler, who's a card-carrying member of the PBA and has been featured on Good Morning America and the Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel Show achieved the perfect game of 300 last week. Have you ever seen a video of this guy? No, I haven't seen a video of this guy. He rolls the ball backwards. He's the backwards bowler, and he did a perfect game. So shout-out to my buddy Georgie that I play softball with. He put up on Facebook the other day. He just casually went out and bowled the 300. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right Did now? You, so you grew up in upstate New York. Is it is it big balls or candle pins? What? The fuck did you just say to me? So when you went bowling as a kid, you must have gone bowling for birthday parties and stuff. Yeah. Was it was it how big are the bowling balls? Regular size bowling balls, just light. What how big to you is a regular size bowling ball? It's the size of a regular size bowling ball. I don't know. Like, like I, as big as it, your head. Yeah. So in Massachusetts, up here in New England, they have what's called candle pin or duck pin. And the balls are one, they're like, they're a little bigger than a ski ball. And you throw three of them per turn. You know, some states just aren't country strong. That's fine. I get it. It's cool. Well, you could argue that it's much harder, but. Do you have bumpers? For little kids. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have bumpers? I, I see what you're doing there. Uh, so the rock, I don't know if you saw this video. He showed up at the 7-Eleven in Hawaii that he used, allegedly used to steal a Snickers bar from every day because he was so broke as a kid. And he bought the entire store out of the candy bars and put them on the counter for every, anyone who came in to have one. He also paid for everyone's goods that were in the store at the time. Okay, so, so I have questions about The Rock. Go ahead. I think he was great in Jumanji. He was fucking hilarious. Him and Kevin Hart are really, really, really funny. Yeah, yeah. Good in the Fast and the Furious, all-time wrestler. Yep. Seems like a really fucking nice guy, right? Yep. Do you think I hear he a, there's a big butt coming. Do you think he is? A nice guy? It almost seems like he's too perfect. <sighs> Does that make yeah, sense? I can understand why you're saying that. He's too perfect. I understand that. But like, he seems kind. He's fucking jacked as shit. He's I think funny. He, I think he... I think he worked... I think he worked very hard to be the one of the best wrestlers of all time, right? Mm -hmm. And he worked very hard to... Um, Get into acting to transfer over to movies right and i think he i think he's a hard worker i think he's a um i think he's a genuine guy and i actually believe that he might be actually that good of a dude that's fucking that's pretty cool to think man I, he you know i hope so i really hope so i hope it's not like an ellen thing like every she you know everybody yeah. all those stories about her behind the scenes but you never hear anything and when someone is that like so look what he's got right he's loaded good looking dude it's fucking jacked Right. So there's a lot of people that would love to take him down and you don't hear anything like he that. He just has a fucking motor, dude. Think about how much that guy works out, eats. Like he's so regimented. Like that guy, he's a unicorn, man. Like yeah, yeah. Everybody um, loves unicorns. When you think of the rock, what movie do you think? Uh Walking Tall. What one's Walking Tall? That was the remake of the I think of Walking Tall in the Rundown when it's him and Stifler. Oh, I don't even think I've ever seen it. 
Yeah, those are like the Walking Tall is a remake of an old movie. It's cheesy, but it's good. And the rundown is him and Stifler, and it's pretty funny. I think of his first movies, you know. Okay. You, what do you think of Jumanji? Uh, that one or the one where he's with Kevin Hart and he's like a he's like a spy, and he was like the oh, fat kid in, the CIA, right? Yeah, he was like a fat kid in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a funny movie. That's a funny. But to be movie. honest with you, I remember he was my when we used to we had a, a cheater box, or whatever, and we would watch all the pay per views mm-hmm. when he. This the the attitude era. That's my jam for for WWE, dude. <laughs> the shit that he said back in the day. If he oh, was fucking now, awesome, oh it was awesome, God. awesome. And so think of all that stories would have come out about him being a dick from back then. You would think you know? so. Uh, okay, so where are we? Oh, in the latest sign of the apocalypse, robot cops are on the loose in San Francisco, and quote for now, they are not allowed to use deadly force. Robots are supposed to be used only for situations where it's too dangerous for humans, but that seems like a fucking slippery slope. What the fuck situation would be too dangerous for humans? Like a bomb? A bomb or maybe, uh, yeah, a bomb, I guess, would be the only thing that I could think of. I was going to say a hostage situation, but that's, there are humans in there. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's the this is the beginning of Skynet, basically. <laughs> uh, the official trailer for the fifth and final chapter in the Indiana Jones series has been released and will hit theaters on June 30th. The film is called Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which is a tough name and has Harrison Ford reprising his role along with Phoebe Waller-Bridge as his goddaughter and also stars Mads Milkison and Antonio Banderas. The writer and director is James Mangold, who is known for his work on the film's uh, Logan, Ford versus Ferrari, and 310 to Yuma. Those three movies that he directed are very dark, like a heavy. So I wonder if this Indiana Jones is going to be more like the first one. Uh, do you think I need to watch all the other Indiana Joneses to understand what's going on in those Have you never seen Indiana Jones? I played a video game. You're going to give me shit about Taco Bell, but you have not seen Indiana Jones? Dude, yeah. dude that is so much worse. <laughs> oh, you wish. Indiana Jones, the first Indiana Jones might be the best movie ever. Baja Blast. <laughs> All, right. All right. So lastly, a real-life get-out-of-jail-free card was issued to criminals and the accused at, in New York City as a three-alarm fire broke out at the NYPD storage facility in Red Hook over in Brooklyn. 30 years' worth of evidence, including some DNA, uh, was possibly destroyed in the fire. Luckily, the New York Police Department does not store rape kits at this location. Uh, officials say the cause of the fire is still being investigated. This is Russian mob all over. Or like the arm, you know, some, it's some mob. Sopranos, dude. Yeah, for sure. What are you gonna, like, didn't this happen? Wasn't this in um, Goodfellas? Didn't they like something? Oh, no, that was a restaurant. But you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's it for Dump a Change. It was a lot, but that's it. <laughs> all right. Um, <clears throat> your New York Hockey Rangers. Oh, yeah. Are we back? I don't know if you guys remember last week. I might have been a little salty towards them. Dude, it was like two weeks ago. They uh, they haven't earned it for me. But the last five games, they won the last five. They beat Toronto Maple Leafs three to one. Earn your pinstripes. Are you making the Rangers earn your? Yeah. Earn your blue or whatever. So the Rangers beat the Toronto Maple Leafs three to one. Uh, they did that in their reverse retro jerseys, and they lost every game up until that game. So that was good. They beat the Devils four to three. They beat the Colorado Avalanche two to one on the road. Beat the Vegas five to one on the road, and they beat St. Louis six to four. After losing five to two to Chicago in the Truba fight, he said something had to change. Things started changing. Uh, 
During the last five games, Lafreniere, two goals, two assists. Capo Caco, two goals and assists. Filipito, three goals and an assist. This is, these are good numbers. I like seeing that. It seems like the kids are playing. They finally got on the power play. They put, because normally the first power play plays the whole time. The second unit got 59 seconds of power play last game and they scored on a sick fucking play. It, it was all, all the kids touched the puck. Um, Ben Harper filled in for Libor Hayek. Igor Sesterkin seemed to get his game back. Adam Fox is just Adam Fox. Why don't they play Truba with him? Mm-hmm. Both right-handed shots. Oh, oh, yeah. All right, there you go. Um, having said all this, they're, I think they're last in the league for five-on-five five, like chances for. Like, they can't play five-on-five. Five. Their best four-checking line is their fourth line. Julian Goche continues to fucking crush it. They brought up Johnny Brodzinski from the AHL. He played in uh, on the team for a bit last year. Buzzing, dude. They get pucks deep, and they force the defensemen to make mistakes. No other line on our team does that. Is Gallant off the hot seat? They just won five in a row, so I think. And the and the Leafs that was a big win, dude. Like yeah, was, yeah, for sure. Especially with all the Marner stuff. Um, but it's just it's weird. I just they they don't know how to forecheck. Like five on five, it's it's not. You're never expecting the Rangers to score a five on five goal. It's like you're almost waiting for them to get a power play. So that's kind of rough to see. But Filipino's definitely taking a step this year. If he can stop being a band aid and stay healthy, he'd be fucking great. Jimmy VC. I'm going to talk about him in my hero. Never mind. Um, they sent down that Carpenter kid. Thank you for fucking Ryan, showing up. right? Ryan Carpenter. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty much what I have for that. Um, That's my boy, Lingren. Healthy. He's doing great, dude. He. Kid's he's an animal. Right he would have been a perfect Bruin. He would have been a fucking perfect yeah. Bruin. Yep. That's what I got. So, do you have any any other Rangers questions or? Uh, what is the game I watched? The third period was it the Devils. Well, they uh, up, yep, they ended up coming back and winning, but they mm-hmm. looked, they didn't look good. They didn't look sharp that game. First period looked bad, and then as the game went on, they kind of yeah, they kind of woke up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but now it's it's they're starting to find wins ways. Oh win. wait, hey, this just made me remember remind us because I was uh, messaging with Boother today or yesterday. So apparently, the Costco in New Jersey. The Costco closest to the fucking arena, wherever that is, some fucking miserable place in New Jersey. Uh, the Costco has lower bowl tickets in a box for like $90 for a pair. Yeah. And I text, I sent the picture to Boother and I was like, is this real? He's like, yeah, hell yeah, it is. So, hey, if you're a Devils fan, go to that Costco. That's sick. Yeah. No shit, huh? Um, that's what I got. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we, oh, also, we got Philly, Chicago, and Pittsburgh coming up. So, uh, your Bruins are the second team, second team in NHL history of 20 wins in their first 23 games played of the season. The Blackhawks hit it in 2012-13. Do the Bruins have the best third line in the NHL? Who's on? Taylor Hall, Charlie Coyle, Trent Frederick. It's got a little bit of everything. It does have a little bit of everything. I'd have and to Charlie Coyle is playing like a fucking monster right now. Uh Patrice Bergeron has played 322 total time on ice through 28 games played. In five verse five, five on five minutes so far this season, have opponents have only managed five goals in that time? Dude, come on. Come on. You guys are buzzing, dude. Now, here's the thing. Do you think it's the players just buying in because it might be Bergeron and Krejci? Or do you think Jim Montgomery has a lot to do with it? Like, what do you, what do you think? Everything? I think it's Montgomery's system. 
I think he he it's very quick. It's it's no more the D to D behind the net, behind the net, back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. It's no more that it's quick ups and outs. It's encouraging the defenseman to to pinch if they see their lane. It's the the aggressive first forward in on the forecheck. It's everybody's buying it. It's a fast paced, fun game. I think they're enjoying themselves. I just put ten dollars on the Bruins to win the cup. There you go, buddy. Uh, and hopefully next month I'll be able to sportsbook here in Massachusetts. Uh, sports bet. I mean, uh, they opened up with 14 straight wins at home, NHL record. They still have not lost in regulation at home, sporting a 17. I think it's I think it's 16-0-2 right now because they dropped one in a shootout. Uh, Linus Olmark is having a Vezina caliber year in the first half. There's no arguing this. 20 games played, 17-1-0 with two shutouts to go along with his 1.83 GA goals against and a 9.38 save percentage. 17-1-0 is pretty fucking good, dude. Yeah. And they've unveiled his uh, they unveiled his Winter Classic setup, dude. Have you seen this? Did you see it online today? No. It's the Andy Moog mask with the bare, wide-open mouth. And it's and it's a nod to Byron Defoe with the stars. It's so nice. That listen, their their Winter Classic setup is sick. They got the old. Uh, they have brown gloves to look like the old old ones. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Um, the Bruins are currently leading the NHL in the following categories: points percentage, eight hundred point eight three nine plus forty eight goal differential, three point. 98 goals against uh three sorry 3.98 goals per game um the other two is uh your rangers and then down below is the devils just for comparison okay <laughs> but yeah no they're they're playing fun they they've they've they went out on this road trip they beat vegas they lost to the fucking mullets at uh the arizona arena there mullet arena the coyotes mm-hmm. And there oh, was a huge fight. Crazy, dude. Yeah. Some guy lost a finger, apparently. Someone bit off a finger. Think about how hard you have to bite a finger. I don't think it's that hard. Do it. I'm not going to bite off my own finger. <laughs> but if, if someone tries to fish hook, I think if you bite between the joints, I think you can I think you can do it. There's a the question paramedic. for Jenks. Jenks is the paramedic. So yeah, the Bruins are the Bruins are playing great. They they took they only played 40 minutes of last night's game, lost to the Kings. They got the Columbus Blue Jackets tomorrow afternoon with a, if you're a Bruins fan, tune in an hour early because they're doing a pregame ceremony for Bergeron and a style the 1,000th point. That'd be cool. And it'd be good to see Sean Crowley back in the building. That's cool. So there's your Bruins. All right. Barely ground up. Go for it. Uh, since our last podcast, we've had two games, and I fucking snapped in both. Uh, I'm not, I don't normally, especially playing forward. I don't get mad. Typically playing D I get a little more amped up. Uh, we were getting shit pumped by this team from an upper level. And I think we're down like, I think it was five, nothing less than two minutes to play. This kid fucking barrels over someone drives the net to score. And then he's hooting and hollering. So I followed him up in the ice, call him an all-star Gretzky, all kinds of things, barking at him. And then the last game, we won. Oh, this was so bad. I'm going behind the net, and the kid fucking tomahawks me on the stick. He missed my my thumb by a fucking millimeter. And the puck, you know, the puck went up around the boards, and we were skating up the ice. And I'm like, what the fuck, bro? 
And I was pissed. Like my, I saw fucking red. And uh, he's like, oh, what's the penalty? The ref didn't fucking call it. Take it easy, buddy. And I just was, I was, my, I, I saw fucking red, dude. I, I don't remember the last time I was this mad. And uh, I was yeah. like, if you, I go, you fucking slash. I said something like, you slash me like that again. I'm going to fucking lay you out. And he goes, he looks at me and he goes, younger guy, obviously. He goes, your wife would be so disappointed in you. And I just fucking snapped, dude. I cross-checked him across the chest as hard as I could. Got two minutes, of course. And the ref, I know him. He comes over. He's like, oh, Brownie. I heard it hit your stick. And I saw your reaction. But I didn't actually see the stick hit your stick. So I couldn't call it. I'm like, dude. So I'm in the box. We're up by two. I'm in the box. They tie it up. I mean, uh, they score. So we're, we're, we're down by. It's a selfish penalty. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. It was, it was dude. Ruins hockey. <laughs> yeah, right, right. It was a Marshawn moment for sure. So they score on the power play. I'm on the bench now. We're up by one. They fucking tie it up. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I'm like, we're next. We're next, right? So we go out and uh, we go out there. I don't know how much time, but I'm like yelling for the puck. Want the puck? I'm in the. I'm crashing the net. I'm like this kid lined up to me in the face off, like right when my shift came out, he glides over to me. And I just chopped him across the leg. I was like, Fuck this kid. And uh, so the puck goes out to the point. Uh, one of the guys throws it on net and it's like, I don't know if the goal, I honestly don't remember the play. Right. I don't know if the goalie clamped it. I don't know if he was trying to clamp it. All I know is I was swinging. Like I was driving off the fucking tee at the goalie. And I, all of a sudden the puck pops in. Seven seconds left, game winner. See you later. <laughs> Keep the change. Get the fuck you out are, of here. I'm sure the handshake was fun. Well, we're going. Well, the best was when we were barking at each other. They they have a very good player. He's like, bro, it's beer league. Relax. And it was like it cut me. So it, it was it was a deep cut. So we go through the handshake line. I don't say nothing to him. Or oh no, I was a good game, good game, and he didn't say anything. And then I skate over to him like, hey man, sorry. Listen, I, I go. I work with my hands. You break my hand, and I'm fucked. And he's like, no, I apologize. It was a slash. I go, all right, then don't do it anymore. You know, whatever. Right. I, yeah. But I walked out with a couple of their players and I'm like, sorry. They're like, no, no, he fucking chopped you. So fair enough. Yeah. So, oh, and, and before I forget the Gwyneth Phillips, the goaltender of the month for the second month in a row for Northeastern. She's currently leading the nation and wins with 18 goals against uh, with 0.910 and a save percentage of 0.956, which are fucking video game numbers. And defenseman Megan Carter is making her debut in the rival rivalry series for Canada uh, this month. So good on her too. Good on her. Um, we won our game, I think, like seven to one, maybe nine to one, something like that. I had, I had a hat trick in the first period. Nice. I think I ended with four and three. Either ended with four and three or three and two. One of those. Um, I want to give this guy a shout out, Kyle Cooper. Um, he is the perennial, like, you're so happy he's on your team and not on the other team. Was this that defenseman? Yeah, he goes so hard into the corners. He gets pucks. He just takes slap shots. We played a team that they had they had good players. Like, if you look at the amount of, like, top-end skill their team has compared to our team, they had more top-end skill. Mm-hmm. And he was in these guys' kitchen the entire night. Right. They were freaking out. Like, they were taking unsportsmanlike uh, conduct penalties. Like, And it was funny because – one of the kids I'm boys with, 
and he like they kind of got wrapped up and as he's getting up he like started kind of like suckering him and he got a penalty he's like what's for so he goes to the box and he's just beaking at the ref and the ref comes over and he stands next to the bench i'm like man there's only so much abuse you can take huh and he looks at me he goes i almost teed him up he goes next time he says something i will i go yeah prove it bud like literally right to him puck goes down the other way comes back something happened to piss him off in the box and he slammed his stick against the uh glass I look at the ref. He goes, he picks up his whistle to go to his mouth and then puts it back down. So I'm on the bench, I'm like, you fucking pussy. <laughs> like you said, like, are you kidding me? So the play goes on. We get a whistle. He goes to get out of the box and he fucking teed him up, put him right back in. I, oh, and I okay. get out there. I go, you're a man of your word. He goes, I, I was telling you. So I thought that was kind of funny. Hey, always, let me, let me ask you about, this, about, about Cooper, right? Your buddy Cooper. Yeah. Right. Kyle, you said? I think yes. Yeah. So is he Coop or KC? Coop. We call I call him Coop. He it's it's funny, man. Like everybody like KC. KC's a good like, one. It's just maybe I'll start calling that. He he just he's just the guy you don't want to fucking play against. But little little trick to beer leaguers listening to this, you always have to have your the officials in your back pocket. Oh, for sure. And when I say that, that's going up to the it's almost like being overly uh nice to people, like when you're checking out at the store. Yeah. Like when they say have a good day, you'd be like, have the best day. And yep. they're gonna be like, Whoa, I never got that before. Same kind of thing. Go up for a whistle. How's it going, man? How, thanks for coming out here, Ref. I know. The game, give him a fist bump. Is this your third game? I can't believe you're taking all this abuse. You start joking around with him. He skates yep. by the thing. You say something funny to him. That shit, dude, works. I'm telling you, every well, fucking time it works. What I, what I like to do is when they're standing in front of the bench, right, when the play's going on, I love, especially if I know their name, like, hey, Jimmy, I'm having trouble seeing the game. Stuff yeah, like that, right? Just to make exactly. them laugh. Exactly. You don't have to like suck their ass. Right. But you have to like keep them involved with the camaraderie on the bench. If What's you the best do that, is there, like... there's, there's one ref in the league we play in. He's a great guy and he's constantly like he'll he'll call penalties on me and he'll literally look at me and be like, dude, you give me no choice on some yeah. of these, you know, stuff like that. But on the flip side, he's also come up to me and he's like, gave you the second apple. I'm like, my guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. We used to have this ref, Glenn. I swear to God, this guy was – he was a wild guy. Like, he got fucked up one night and showed up to one of the games. He wasn't even refing, and he sat in the scorekeeper's box and, like, lit a cigarette and was, like, talking into the <laughs> mic. Like, he was fucking nuts. But the thing about Glenn, and I shit you not, I'd be on the bench, and he'd skate over, and he'd be like, Collins, how's it going? I'm like, I would literally I – I swear I cannot make this up. I'd be like, well, we haven't had a fucking power play, Glenn. What the fuck? And <laughs> Everybody on the bench, they knew it. They knew I was boys with them. They're like, yeah, what the fuck, Glenn? Like, kind of his balls. He would be like, all right. He would literally look, whoever had the fucking, like, if there was anything going on, blow the whistle and bring him right to the bench every time. And people are like, how do you get away with this? I'm like, you just got to be nice to Glenn. Like, it's fucking, he just wants to be loved. Like, beer Glenn's all right. Yeah. So, Um, all right. Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, hero in zero time. I have two heroes. My first hero. I watched School of Rock, and yeah. it was a really, really good movie, dude. Told you. It was It was solid. It was funny. Jack Black. Jack Black, the national treasure. I watched two Jack Black movies this week. One was uh, School of Rock. Take a guess what the other one was. It's my favorite. It's my favorite funny movie, I think, of all time. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Great film. That fucking movie. And so I've been kind of, I've been listening to other podcasts Mm -hmm. outside of hockey. Normally I just listen to hockey podcasts, but 
I think it's also helping me with this podcast because like we talk hockey, but it's also nice to talk about other shit that isn't hockey. So people actually know who the fuck we are. So mm-hmm. I've been listening to two bear, one cave, which is Segura and that Burt Kreischer guy. Oh pretty yeah. Burt Kreischer is a riot. They actually, they're both very funny. Pretty, pretty funny podcast. Yeah. I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. Cause he has mm-hmm. some like pretty fucking interesting people come on that yeah. stuff. And like, He's an encyclopedia, that guy. He knows, like, he he's an animal. He's kind of like The Rock, dude. He reads and knows a ton of shit. I think that's how he presents himself. Maybe, but, like, every time he has somebody on that has nothing to do with I think he studies for the podcast. He might, but he does yeah. a really fucking good job doing it, dude. Yeah. Like, he's never not prepared for one. That's fair. But I listen to, and I only listen to the people that I know or, like, want to know yep. more about. So, like, Theo Vaughn went on. I talked about that last week. But I uh, he had Robert Downey Jr. on. Yep. And... What a well-spoken dude he was, like very, very educated. And they talked about Tropic Thunder and shit and about like, was he worried about backlash? He's like, what'd your mom say? And he goes, oh, my mom called me right now. I was like, Bobby, do not do that movie, which was <laughs> which I thought was fucking hilarious. Like yeah. it was, if you get a chance, if I don't know if you'd be into that, but it was, it was worth a listen. So I like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And then my other hero of the week, Jimmy VC. I like, I swear to God, he's had, he must have maybe four or five goals this year. He scores every single night. I text my buddy Dan, Jimmy VC is useless. Every time I text him that, he fucking does something. So they played the Maple Jimmy Leafs. Jimmy reading your text. <laughs> it's weird. So the other night to play the Maple Leafs, he, he wasn't doing anything. I'm like, this guy's fucking useless. He goes in fucking forehand, backhand, forehand, short side shelf against the Leafs and then scores the empty netter. What's cool about this is if you guys don't remember, he was on the Maple Leafs a few years ago when they had, was it last year or the year before, when they had that documentary that came out about like their season. Do you remember that? Yeah. And Jimmy VC was in like, he was on the team, but they made him look like a huge bitch. Like Sheldon Keefe was telling me he needed more from him. And Jimmy VC's like, what are you doing? You tell me I'm not a good player. They made Jimmy VC look awful. It did. Time. Yeah. It, they really did. They, he was definitely the scapegoat of that episode. Definitely. Like they made him look brutal. So the fact that he went out and scored two goals, the game winner, and then the empty netter against them, I thought that was pretty cool. So shout out to him. Yep. Um, and I'll, I'll just do them all. I'll do my all zero. Right. Um, Matt Larkin. Uh, he kind of regained a little bit for me though, but he, he, he put out an article, the hit of the year, why Ryan Reeves hit on Philip Hornick was ironic, was mean, but clean. If you're saying something's mean in hockey, you've never played hockey before. I, I don't. And if you have, it's Let's not just state for the, for the record too, that we both think it was a clean hit, very clean hit, but like, yep. stop telling me hockey can't be mean. That's why hockey's fucking cool. That's why girls think hockey players are hot. That's why hockey players play hockey because you can be fucking mean. It's the only sport in the dude, fucking I assaulted world. a kid the other night and I had to sit on a That's bench for I'm a saying, minute. Dude, it's the only thing in the world where you can take a fucking stick and hit somebody with it and just sit in a box for two yeah. minutes and then yeah. everything's forgotten about. It's yeah, insane. Exactly. Yeah. Too mean. So before the Rangers game, they had Ben Harper in the lineup, who's supposed to be like our new sheriff. Shout out to B-Boy Rex. Um, he's in the lineup. And so I tweet at this Larkin guy. I'm like, hey, man, just want to let you know the Rangers have Ben Harper in the lineup. He's looking to be really mean. But I bet you Harry Potter is on USA right now. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, but, but Ask a Man gives me nightmares. And he did tweet at me back, and he goes, beware of the Dementors. So like, that, I was feel a good, like that was a good one. Yeah. He had like kind of fun with it. So like, I, yeah. I still don't like him, but I don't hate him. That's fair. Is that cool? Yeah. So that would be my zero of the week. All right. I do not have a zero this week because it's the holidays. Holidays. But, but I do have a hero. Zach Galifianakis. You know who Zach Galifianakis is? Yeah. Okay. So he met this woman named Marie Mimi Haste when she was 
uh, volunteering in a laundromat, surviving off tips left by customers. That's what she did. She was allowed to sleep between the washers and dryers so no one could see her. She became homeless after her divorce and had been on the street for decades. Even though Galifianakis wasn't huge at the time, the comedian found an apartment for her and paid her rent. He maintained the rent for her as he as he found fame and even took her to a red carpet event at his date once. Their friendship lasted nearly 27 years until she passed away recently at 96 years old. He paid her rent for like 20 some odd years. He must have had money. Him? Had to have like, like well, I, could, I don't you don't know I, I don't know things in rent I don't know where she was or how much the rent was still really fucking cool like yeah. still like he didn't have to do that at all well I know he's from uh, North Carolina so it could have been short dough for a place down there but still he didn't have to do that no not at all really yeah. nice guy you like seeing shit good like on him. him yep so that's my that's a Keanu Reeves thing to do perfect yep all right. Well, that's what we have. We should try to get Keanu Reeves on the podcast. I doubt it. I doubt it. He's a hockey ever. guy. I know he's a. How cool would that be? That would be sick. Um. All right. Three stars. All right, Jim and Mike. Thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Dude, if Keanu Reeves was on the podcast, I think I might get starstruck, like to a degree. I don't think I would. I, 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 I might know, in, man, that's pretty fucking big. It might turn into like a little bit of Chris Farley, like, hey, remember in Point Break when you did this? That was awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? It might turn into that, you know? When you think of Keanu Reeves, what movie do you think of? It's got to be Matrix. What is and it? I, it's, and I'm not even a Matrix guy, but the movie when you think of Keanu Reeves has to be Matrix. It would be Point Break and Matrix for me. I loved, loved Point Break. Him as Shane Falco was... That was the replacements, right? Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually in uh, Youngblood. Yeah, he was a goalie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, by the way, School of Rock really quick. Did you know that two of the students in the School of Rock movie are, like, engaged now? Oh, no. Good for them. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Do you know the guy? So his roommate in School of Rock? Yep. Is, like, a big-time, like, writer, director, producer. Mm -hmm. And you know that show White Lotus on HBO? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, though. That's his show. No shit. Yeah. All right, three stars. He was once on uh, Amazing Race with his dad, too. Three stars. Uh, All right, so the three stars are in honor of the robots that are policing San Francisco. These are the best and worst jobs for robots in honor of that. Okay, so do you want to do best first or worst first? I think we should do... I don't know. You pick. I don't care. You You pick. I'll say worst first. All right. I got my list. All right. Go so ahead. my third, my third worst robot. I think soldiers, dude. That would freak me the fuck out. That's a good one. Like, how do you do that? Like, how do you be an, like how do you be an enemy like for robots? I feel like that's a wet dream of a lot of people, though. I that would be a lot of people's like number one star on the good side. If you had an army of soldiers, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. That yeah, it's fucking scary. I can't imagine a nation being like, "Yeah, we have these robots. Good luck." Yeah, yeah, uh, that sounds awful. Uh, this is gonna get really sad. Uh, my number three star is a judge, like a criminal judge. Ooh. No fucking emotion, just just an analytic. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is some emotion. There's, because there's no compassion. 
Well, it depends. It all depends on who programs the robot, right? Because there's going to be some. I don't think there's bias. a the robot. No, you don't think so? All right. Well, there you go. It's a good one, though. Yeah. That's a really good one. My second one, the president of the United States. As a robot? I would hate Jesus that. Christ. Would that that'd, not be terrifying? Be crazy. It would be fucking terrifying. I bet you there's some QAnon people who think there is a robot. Uh, they're probably... <laughs> I, I mean... No, I'm, I'm not going to get political right now. But that would be very, very... That would be scary. Like, that yeah. would be... And, like, I want my president to bleed red, white, and blue. Like, not have red, white, and blue wires. <laughs> not not bleed 10W40. I need blood. So. Uh, so my second one would be, like, a parking or a meter maid. You're oh, never gonna fucking read brownie. That's a good one, dude. And it, and my oh, I'll do my honorable mention afterwards. That's a good one. Yeah, because you can't you can't be like no 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 no. I'm right here. You know. Yeah. My number one would be if companies were able to get robots that can monitor their employees' workloads. That would suck. So that basically, would... a supervisor. Like yeah, but like, supervisor. yeah, but like one that is up your shit all the time. No matter what you yeah. do, they know what you're doing. They know well, that would be a robot. You're robot off the sleep. fucking computer. Like yeah. that would be. I wouldn't work there. It's and like they could be way. like, I know you're lying because your pulse is elevated. Yeah, that would. <laughs> That'd be brutal. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, my number one <laughs> is uh, is in the medical field. Okay. Either either a robot. This would be the number one worst thing a robot could do, either a gynecologist or a prostate exam. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, that'd be pretty fucking brutal. Well, tough. I feel like a gynecologist wouldn't be that bad because don't they kind of use that shit anyway? I don't know anything about this. I'm not even gonna pretend like I know what's going in and out of hoo ha. There's a letter penny. Did you ever see that episode of Letter yeah, Penny? But yeah. they talk how it's metal. So how would that be really any different than because I feel like it's not gonna it's no compassion. It's like, you know, AI fucking yes. you know the one that goes Yeah, that tough. Would yeah. That would yeah, a tough, tough bedside manner. All right, so we're gonna do best. And I, wait, what was my honorable mention? Oh, honorable I'm mention. sorry about your honorable mentions. What do you got? Oh, we were talking about parking and meter maids. Oh, you ready? This is my honorable mention. Okay. If the DMV was run by robots. I, I was thinking that as it was going on. But I don't know if that'd be bad because it would almost be faster. Uh, maybe. Yeah. All right. Yeah, fair. All right, go I mean, ahead. They are robots. They're just very slow-moving, mean yeah. robots. Did you see ever see that movie? Uh, what the fuck? It's uh, Zootopia. You ever seen that movie? Mm-mm. It's cartoon, right? Riley, my daughter, right? So uh, they go to the DMV at one point, and the DMV because it's all animals. The DMV is all all the employees are sloths. <laughs> it's fucking hysterical, absolutely hysterical. I, I think like you. I think of you every time we see it. <laughs> I think. I think if I was at the DM, like if I worked for the DMV, I would pride myself to not be the DMV, the typical DMV guy. Although almost. I feel like being a DMV worker would not be that bad. Like you just kind of go at your own fucking rate. Like people don't like you. Service job. You can't get fired. Yeah. Um, all right. Best jobs for robots. Naturally, I'm not thinking about the world. I'm thinking if I had my own robots. So I changed mine now to reflect the same. Okay. My own personal. All right. So my and I'm picking three things that are just gonna help my life. Okay. Number one, a robot that can just do my job. Mm-hmm. Do my job, robot. I'm gonna go fuck off. You go do everything I have to do for eight hours. So forty hours a week. Wow, that was really stupid. How I had to get to that point. 
Um, 40 hours a week additional that you could be doing shit that you actually want to do. You don't have to work anymore and everything's done and it's perfect. So my number three would be a worker robot. So mine's close to that. Mine and by worker, robot. I mean career, not like yeah, around no, that. No, I get you. I get you. Mine is close to that. Mine is a robot assistant, like an intern. That'd be kind of fucking cool. I'd be like, hey, bro, go to here, do this, get that, come back. Thanks. See ya. That would be sick. Yeah. So. That would be really nice too, because then like, you'd have full trust because it's going to get the job done. It's a robot. It's going to kill people to get the job done. That's cool. Uh, my number two, a robot nutritionist. Now I'm talking, this person is making me food. And when they're done making me food, they clean up the plates and the pots and the pans after. So this is basically the robot from the Jetsons is what you want. I mean, okay. So first off, my first robot, I'm not working. I have an additional 40 hours a week to do whatever the fuck I want. Mm. Secondly... I know I can go home. I don't have to eat out anywhere because the food here is going to be incredible and it's yep. going to be clean. I don't have to fucking worry about anything. So think about th think about my robots are realistically, the first two at least, are just saving me time doing shit that I don't want to do. That'll be done perfectly. Where just I can sit on the couch and smoke weed. Yeah, no, no. I, I've been bettering myself, dude. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, that's my number two, sir. All right. So my number two is much like the assistant would be a employee who had the ability to hover. Because when I'm painting exteriors, I will never need a ladder again. Okay. This is specific to me. So I'm like, hey, bro, take this, paint that, edge it in nice, two coats, catch me up when you're done. That's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. I think I might know what your number one star is, or I might have the honorable mention for it. All right. But my number one star, I want a robot that is very very good in terms of reading analytics charts all that types of shit specifically for the stock market Ooh. so not only have i not working anymore i'm not cooking anymore i'm making a ton of money if i do those three things if i had three robots those would be my three robots all right well my number one star is can i guess yeah sure is it a robotic one wheel no, no, but that would be pretty good. Okay. That's good, though. Um, My number one star is either, like, a fictional character or an animated, like, a, a cartoon. Okay. Like, if you pick your favorite cartoon, like, let's say I love Bugs Bunny. I have a robot Bugs Bunny. I think that would be fantastic. That would just walk around or do whatever in the world as if it were a cartoon? Yes. But I was, like... It's boys. We were boys, you know. Like it wouldn't play the pranks on me, but right. That yeah. would that would be kind of cool. I think that would just be a neat thing. That would be kind of fucking cool. My honorable mention though is a bonk because I know Jenks loves to bonk me on these or disco. One of them loves to bonk me on these. Bonk, dude. Well, you you ever seen the show Westwood? Yes. Westworld. Westworld. Yeah. Sorry. Would it be cheating if I had a sex robot? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. If you didn't think that that was one of the first thoughts that I had when we heard about this, but obviously I wasn't going to bring that up. But well, I did. So there you go. Yeah. We're sick fucks, dude. I mean, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a shock that, that there's shows and movies about people having sex with robots. Yeah. And I think there's probably 
there's robots people have sex with now, I bet. If I could rewind time, I would do a robot that was oh very that was very good at sports. Like growing up where I could have a robot where I'd throw the ball or it'd be like a catcher where I could pitch or like a hockey playing robot so I could like go out on the ice and have somebody to pass to who was good and like get better and shit like that. I think that'd be a pretty cool robot too. Yeah, actually that would be. Right? Like I'm not saying I'd make the show, but I'd probably make the show. Because of the robot, and when, and when you were drafted, you were like, I, I, I'd like to thank my parents and Tech and, Nine Hockey and, 65. And, my, and, my, and my robot named Shorzy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I also thought if you could have a robot of a pet that passed away, oh man, wouldn't that be a good robot? It'd be a hard, it'd be oh, you know, it'd be a good robot. Just a robot that chills there next to you. And whenever you're talking to anybody, if they ever say anything that's incorrect, it'd be like, you are wrong. And this is the answer <laughs> that I feel like that would get annoying. It would, but it'd be fucking cool to have one. Yeah. I don't know. I just think of like, if I had my like covered in fur, like my old dog as a robot and you could program in the mannerisms. You know? I don't know if I'd like it. It's not going to be the same. It'd make me feel weird. I think. You think? Yeah. Shout out to my dog Stevie, by the way. What a beautiful fucking golden retriever she is, man. And then my, my last honorable mention is do you remember the show Knight Rider? No. That was when David ha David Hasselhoff had the car that was a computer like robot. It drove itself, it talked to him, it had all these gadgets. Like a Tesla? No. No. They, it was they can do all those things, I think. No. Yeah, I don't not like this. It had like uh <laughs> No, it had like the show had a um, the show had like its own intelligence. It was like it can it can converse with him. Yeah, it would, yeah. So like, if you had a car that had consciousness, I think that would be kind of cool as a robot. I'm trying to think what other. I mean, this is a really good question. Like, what other like fucking cool robots would you always want to have around you? Like a robotic fish finder. Or if I go out on the boat and there's a robot that I can have on the boat, it tells me exactly where the fish are. Well, that's just a fish finder. No, but they're not. A fish finder kind of works, but they're not ever like really truly dialed into. I would like going. a robot that you could like, you could say, hey, give me wings. And it would like uh, transformers and give you wings so you could go fly or something like that. That would be fucking cool, dude. What about like. Oh, hey, actually, I have a question for you because we talked about this at work today. Are you old enough to remember the um, Columbia house where you taped a penny to the thing and mailed it in and they would send you CDs? No. So <laughs> there used to be this thing called Columbia house for you young listeners where you would, it would be this thing in a magazine and a magazine was a reading thing that you had. I know magazines don't really exist anymore, really. Uh, but it, you would rip out the thing, the cardboard insert, you would tape a penny to it. You would check off like 12 CDs for a penny. Then you had to buy one or two over the next three years at full price. Right? Never heard of it. Yeah, okay. So when I lived in Florida, I would send away for these things constantly. And I would put like Cam Bork, Ray Neely, all these fake names of Bruins players mismatched. And I would get hundreds of CDs and never pay for them. And then Napster, you remember Napster? And oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So those came out. And so you know we were we you were making fun of me about Spotify. So we had this whole big conversation about this day. I go, this is why I don't mind iTunes because I have stolen thousands That's of right. dollars. 
So I don't mind spending something on iTunes. But yeah, I'm just curious if you remember that. Your mom will probably remember the Columbia House. Ask her. I'll ask her. Uh, I take back my nutritionist robot. Okay. There's a Disney movie called Smart House. Did you ever see that? Mm Mm-mm. It was literally a robotic house, like made food, cleaned, did so it would like talk to you, yeah. like you have a house, like the house. Yeah, Jetsons had the whole house was like that. Like wake up in the morning, it's it's my alarm clock turns on the light. I say, what am I wearing for uh, to work today? It's kind of like Clueless. It has like that fucking like uh, cool wired fucking closet thing where it just shoots out fucking clothes. Like yeah. that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I like the car thing because. Then you could probably have it fly too. Or how about how about one that just takes care of all of like your phone calls? Unless you like a phone calls, like I had to call a place like a garage today to see how much it costs to get my oil changed. Like something that just does that for me. Yeah, I guess that's the but that's the assistant. appointments. It's like yeah, it's an assistant. That's the assistant, right? And I'm sure that you your iPhone can do a lot of that stuff for you, but true. True. I don't know. All right, guys. Uh, an hour and 40 minutes later, we ended episode 272. Uh, Brownie, what do you got for the listeners, Alan? Listen, I hope everyone has a great holiday season, no matter what you celebrate, how you celebrate. Have fun. Be kind to each other. Reach out to someone you haven't spoken to. Like I said earlier, all it could take is a phone call from a friend, and that could make the biggest difference in someone's life. So... Jerome McGinley, if you're listening, reach out and give me a phone call. It would make a big difference in my life. You I'm surprised know. that you didn't get a robot, Jerome McGinley. Well, I think we talked about the sex robot. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> He's never coming on the podcast. No, I don't think so. If he does, make sure that we don't play 272. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll get another pod up before Christmas, I would think, right? Yeah, you think? Okay. Within nine I'll- days? I would, I would think so. All right, I'll bring the laptop down to the in-laws. Oh, yeah, if you don't mind. Like, okay, it's fine. Okay. All right, guys, we'll take it easy. We will talk to you soon. All righty.